the talk of planet Earth. Now, are you ready? This is TalkZone.com, Internet Talk Radio. New message. It's showtime. TalkZone.com. You are entering an intriguing journey with spiritual lifestyle experts Keith and Charmé Amber, where you'll end up more at home with yourself, your behavior, and your understanding of life. Mastering Ourselves offers sound answers to life's tough questions so that life can make more sense to you and healthy directions become clearer. Keith and Charmé bring you over 80 years of seasoned experience. They pursue truth and insights that are neither left nor right, but spiritually sound and centered and can be used as a spiritual compass to help you on your path. Welcome to Mastering Ourselves. <laughs> We're going to have fun today. You ready? Got your socks on tight? This ought to be an interesting show. And for those of you who'd like to come play with us today, you are welcome to hop in. The phone lines are open. And for all the, all of those who call in, uh, for a, a brief reading, you may, um, uh, get a free Wisdom Toning Series CD. Uh, Keith put them together. They're really brilliant. So the phone number is 1-800-336-2225. And another request, by the way, you folks, we would like to hear from you. We would like to hear what you think about the show, some topics you'd like us to cover, uh, some gripes you have with us. Let us hear it. Send it to ambers at masteringourselves.com. ambers at masteringourselves.com. Who do you think created the vast, I'm talking billions, of various interlocking flora and fauna that work in harmony with each other on this entire planet? Who do you suppose did that? Who do you suppose had the brilliance to put together all these different, like, flora that feed the fauna and how it all works together and intertwines and I mean even if you look at the even the body itself, the human body, it's amazing. When you look at all the meridians and how each organ works together to help something else and you can do uh you can stick needles in your ear to heal your toes. I mean, who came up with this stuff? You know, um just being reasonable of course, there's evolution. You're around a certain environment for a certain length of time, and your features change to accommodate that environment more. Of course, that's true. But anybody who looks very far into nature, like in some of the islands, there's a hummingbird with a really long curved beak to a certain, it curves just a oh, certain yeah, way. Oh, yeah, I remember that. And then there's this flower that has this long, long entrance that curves a certain way, and the nothing else can pollinate with it. Yet no other bird or insect can get inside just right to get the nectar and stuff out except this one bird with that unique beak. So they, they had to have each other fully developed at the same time to make that happen. <laughs> now, you know, this, this may, brings to my mind the bioengineers. You know, people like to say, well, God created this, and I would agree, God did create it, but God created it in the form of bioengineers. Now, you want to talk about intelligence off the charts. Think about these bioengineers who 
come up with all these different, like the bird and uh, flower that Keith just talked about, or the unique way, the design of man, or a whole bunch of other unique animals that we're going to talk about today. Here's something that will sort of uh, curl your eyelids. <laughs> <laughs> I remember very, very clear being in a spaceship, a flying saucer type spaceship, and we were making a a queen for a country, and we were designing her body, and I was part of the team doing that. And then she came down, and I was like her um, eunuch, helping her deal with life, uh, have a strong energy field for her uh, protection and a protection for her children. Not the be- best sex life that lifetime, did you? That, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. So, But I clearly remember assimilating her. So you you know they would design this this particular person for this particular job on earth they would design her exactly how they want her they would write all that exactly in the DNA and then when conception hit that was the seed that was planted Yeah Now let me tell you something about how royalty really was and truly is meant to be Royalty were the specific, enlightened, advanced beings that were the liaison between the higher realms and the common masses. That's who the royalty really were and are really supposed to be, or they're not really royalty. You can't get it by lineage alone. You have to have the powers in you. That's the real thing, and we have got it perverted a long way out from that now. For instance, uh, Princess Di. She was of true royalty. She gave for her people. When she died, the very day she died, I looked in on her soul and I saw her in this bright white, it was just absolutely beautiful, bright white dress of diamonds with the crown. And I heard, this is, the, this is a true queen. This is the true queen of her people. The people's queen. And you, you see what she did for her people. She helped people deal with hard fact issues at her expense, and uh, you know I've seen other queens. They they go a long way, and kings they go a long way for their people. They're not just I'm royalty and I have my formalities. No, they're in there fighting, living, exemplifying, and and guiding their people. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts. If you'd like to call in for a reading, the phone lines are open, 1-800-336-2225. And we're giving away free Wisdom Toning Series CDs, a meditation CD for those that can call in. Also, we would love to hear from you. Send us an email. Tell us what you think. Ask some questions you'd like to hear answered on the show. Amber's at MasteringOurselves.com. Well, bioengineers, man are but man are uh, man is but a small part of what's going on on Earth. And well, I'll tell you, we really need to get humble here. Yeah, really. We, we have such this view that we're the dominant animal, mm-hmm. and we're not. We're supposed to be in a harmony, not in domination. Once again, for rational people, there's evolution of life and animals and plants and there's intelligent design they're they're married together it's not one or the other that would be stupid to have one or the other there's enough rationality and observation to see that evolution works 
and there should be enough rationality and observation to see that something something extraordinary must have made this thing happen. It just didn't, uh, you know, oh, we found ourselves this way, then we found ourselves evolving that way, and uh, there's too big a jumps, uh, too big a gaps. Anybody who studies this very much, and so you got to know there's both things going on. So for the rest of this show and next show, next hour, we would like to do a combination of things. We're first of all going to talk about, can you hand me the book there, dear? We're going to talk about, uh, give you examples out of the book called The Book of Animal Ignorance. Everything you think you know is wrong. I'll tell you, this is an amazing book that talks about uh, unique and different animals and and what's extraordinary about them. And, you know, I just think people have no idea about this. In addition to that, interwoven with it, we're going to take a number of questions uh, that were sent to us by a gal that we were supposed to interview who unfortunately got extremely ill. She had a heart attack and a stroke, and I do not believe she's going to make it. But this list of questions she sent, as I read them, I went, well, I have the answers to most of these, and they're very good questions, and I think... A lot of people would like the answers to them. So these are questions that we're going to ask and answer. In addition to that, we're going to do a little bit with Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, who has this section on what happens when you die in your review, your life review, which is a useful thing to engage with because if you can get aware of what happens when you die, you might live a little differently today. And wouldn't it be good when we hit that life review that we can hunker down? Remember that movie, Defending Your Life, with mm. Merle Streep and Mel Brooks? Great movie. Okay, so Merle Streep just, you know, sits back, relaxes, crosses her legs. Has a great time. Has a great time <laughs> watching all these moments when she ran into the burning house to save the cat and, you know, on and on and on. Where Mel Brooks, uh, who lived by fear had all these moments that he, you know, just messed up, and he said in the hot seat of his review, very uncomfortable. So, you know, when we start to realize today that we are facing that and what we can do today to change how we're living so that when we get to that review, we can have a really good review, it may be very useful. So let's start with, who are we starting with here? Well, this is the cicada. The uh, insect, you know, I, I saw one one time, I've seen numerous ones, but to find them is amazing. They have this loud uh, sound, you can hear them for a mile or two, it's amazing, a little, little bug. A it, mile or two for yeah. a little bug? So he's there right by my feet someplace, I'm out in the sugar beet field I was uh, farming, and I'm looking around and looking and looking, and I made myself stay there a long time more than my <laughs> patience because I really wanted to find him. And first I'm thinking he's here, and then I'm thinking he's five feet over that way. Then I'm thinking he's five feet over this way. And finally I looked at plant after plant after plant and found the little bugger. <laughs> they have a sound that just drills. You know, it's so loud, you don't know where it's coming from. And uh, he looked like a, a little old shriveled up man with wings on him. Really? His face, big nose, old man. And it was just like, I was just like... You know, I had my mouth open like, gee, how, look at how that. big? He was about an inch and a quarter, uh, maybe an inch, an inch and a quarter long. And he looked like a human, an old man. Well, his man. face, yeah. I was just, I couldn't believe, you know, like, he I didn't expect to see He couldn't believe you this. found him either, yeah. let me tell you. He was <laughs> surprised. 
So here's what this book says about cicadas. Nobody really understands how they do it. And we're talking biological engineer maybe, huh? Huh? But some species of cicada match their yearly life cycles in prime numbers. That is, numbers that can only be divided by themselves, such as 2, 3, 5, 7, 11, 13, 17, and etc. And so they, they're underground for a certain amount of years, and it's in these divisions. The reason why they do that is so because they come up like there's trillions that come up at once. And um, they do this in um, prime numbers so that they can't be anticipated. <laughs> and, you know, they got together around a council, uh, you know, a, a board of directors, and they, they decided we're going to make us prime numbers. Or do you think intelligent design with biological ears, uh, biological engineers put that in them? you got to wonder. Because they did it's this really because if they were predictable, the animal swell that of the uh, years that they would be coming in to uh, have their offspring the animal swell to take out all the insects, which would threaten the cicadas, uh, would uh, counter them. Yes. So they found a way to counter that, and they only reappear to mate from underground every 13 to 17 years. Wow. So at intervals of two, three, five, seven. So it's amazing two, three, five, you even got to see one. Yeah, it is. You know, so there's there that is just amazing. Um. They avoid even number breeding cycles, uh, so the predators could not match them. Trillions hatch at a single evening. Uh, they swamp their predators who gorge themselves until they can't eat anyone. You know, they don't hop away or anything. So the predators gorge them, but then they can't handle anymore. So then you got, uh, billions and billions and billions that lay their eggs for the next 17 or, uh, 13 years. Their larvae use their droppings to create waterproof cells to help protect them from flooding. So let's say like the Mississippi is flooding and their cicadas right there and they're protected because they have waterproof droppings that make themselves out. 98% perish before they feel the urge to hatch. So that's a, a great loss that they're getting through. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts. Please give us a call today. The phone lines are open, 1-800-336-2225, and get a free meditation CD. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Thanks for being with us. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber. If you'd like to call in for a reading, the phone lines are open, one 800 336-2225. Those that call in will get a free uh, Wisdom Toning Series meditation CD that Keith put together. They're excellent. So let's go to the phone lines. We have D- Diane here from San Juancito, if I've said that right. Welcome to Mastering Ourselves. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing? Good, thanks. Thanks for calling. What's your question? Um, I was wondering... I, uh, what is blocking me from getting my music out to the world? What kind of music? Well, it's spiritual and enlightening and easy to listen to music. Okay. You have a great deal of effort and caring, don't you? Yes. Because that seems to be all over you. Part of what you need is to accept what's happening as you keep trying to go forward. And part of you 
is uh, gets hung up with this instead of, uh, okay, this is where God wants me and where God wants my music right now. So part of you uh, gets too tied up with, with a great deal of sincerity, care, and concern and effort. You get too tied up instead of, you got it here, you keep it ready, you're impassioned, but you also are surrendered, accepting, and let go at the same time. You understand? Okay. Yes. So we need we need balance. Balance is our fastest uh, fastest path for all the things to work out in in the favor. And and you you're, you're putting too much heart and care, and perhaps this should be out to the world. It's so wonderful for them, wonderful for them, with all your heart. So you you almost have a should hung up in here too. You see that? Well, the thing is, it's it started like 20 years ago. I started, you know, just music once in a while. And yeah. then the last, it's been taking like two years to get this finalized, and it's still not the way I wanted it. Uh, the, the music isn't? Yeah, right. And I've gone to different musicians and producers, and I seem to be hitting a dead end at times. Fact, so there's two things that I, I got the recording suggested that I do it all over. So let me just say this: there's two things that need to go on. You have one of them: your care, your effort. I mean, you're really in there. It's solid. The other thing is, it's got to not matter. And part of you is hung up on it. It's like you got to surrender it more while you're moving it forward. Now, if you can surrender clear enough and well enough. Uh, then you can tell when spirit is urging you to go on or not. And we're not talking how the urge is in you, in your own personality or desires, but there's a there's a, another level of inspiration uh, of a uh, higher, truer, deeper level of you. And you can begin to hear it if it doesn't matter. If you completely surrender to God and say, you know, this is your project. I'm just doing it for you, for the good of life, for the good of mankind. I give it to you, and then I get out of the way. You know, whatever you want, I will be done. Then things start clearing, and uh, you deal with whatever you need to deal with with life, and then your time comes around. But, you know, one thing you need to do, Diane, is you need to be able to hear when spirit is moving you or spirit isn't. And there's many of us, I have these kind of things in my life off and on, too, and Charmaine does, too, and everyone does, I imagine, anyone who's trying to do anything with their life. And uh, there's a timing of spirit, and there's also lessons to learn on the way, so you got to just listen for them, do your best, and accept the rest. Okay. And that's not fun medicine to take, but I'm telling you, that'll get you through it. All right. Good also, luck, I gal. Other, I have one other question. Okay. What is the outlook for this coming month? Outlook and... Um, okay, because the 13th is my birthday, October 13th, so I was just kind mm-hmm. of curious. There was something new uh, next month going to happen or... It seems like a huge, it seems like a huge month and a half or so right now in the United States and on the Earth. Like it's huge. Okay, just one second. Okay. 
the the only thing I see is for you to accept and let go is your doorway. It's not the timing. It's accepting and letting go. That's your doorway. Okay. So, okay, I don't have anything on the date besides that. Diane, we want to uh, encourage you to enjoy the meditation CD that we're going to send you, and we wish you the best with this. It should be very helpful, actually. It should really be helpful. God Thank bless. You. Thanks for calling. Uh, you're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber. If you'd like to call in, we're at 1-800-336-2225. Okay. You know, sometimes we don't always get the answers we're hoping for. <laughs> and, you know, I chuckle not because of somebody else not getting the answers. There have been plenty of times in my life I didn't get the answers I wanted, let me tell you. But if you can get past that and actually listen to the message and sort of get past where you're stuck, the message is actually really potent. You know, the other day Keith was asking this guide that I was uh, sort of channeling through me, I, is everything going to be okay? And the guide, <laughs> the guide, we laughed afterwards. The guide immediately said yes. And then about four days later, I looked at Keith and I said, you know, that didn't mean anything. It could go in any direction, and we would be okay. And Keith just started laughing, going, "You're right. Yeah. That really wasn't an answer at all." <laughs> Because everything's okay. Yeah, it just depends on your perspective. Everything's part of the plan. Yeah, if you're willing to accept however it's going to be, anything is anything could happen. Funny. It is funny. If you'd like to call in with a question, um, Keith is very good at giving you some help, and we welcome you to call 1-800-336-2225. And uh, those that call in will get a free Wisdom Toning Series a meditation CD sent out to you. They're very good. They're done by Keith. And also, we would love to hear from you folks. We'd love to hear what you like, don't like about the show, questions you'd like to hear answered on the show. Uh, emails can be sent to ambers at masteringourselves.com. You know, these meditation CDs are extremely powerful. And if you have the attitude like a prayer of, you know, please help me do my best and wake up most and Show me what to do with my life. Help me, you know, heal or whatever I need to do. Before you listen to these and while you're listening to them, uh, it, it's liable to do a lot of good for you. And the more you listen to them, the more it starts changing you. And one of the best times is when you meditate, when you pray, or right before you go to bed. You let the tape run and it, you fall asleep while it's working or right after it's working on you. And, you know, it'll do a lot of good for you. We also offer on our website, Steps to Enlightenment book, we'll send out uh, autographed copies. And if you buy all the CDs and the book, we give a 20% discount on our website, MasteringOurselves.com. We're talking about cicadas. We're in the middle of this. Uh, an estimated 98% perish before they feel the urge to hatch. So they're underground. 98% are gone. Uh, trillions are Trillions will hatch. Um, most are dead within two weeks, uh, providing a huge nitrogen boost for the forest. Cicadas are easily the loudest insect, and only males sing uh, on warm summer days usually, and they hit about 120 decibels. It's like standing in the front row of an ACDC concert. They can be heard nearly a mile away. Cicadas don't rub their legs like grasshoppers. 
but make a series of clicks by buckling a pair of membranes called timbles in their abdomen in the same way we play a wobble board. Their bodies amplify the vibration like a drum. They often sing in large groups, which makes it impossible for birds to locate the individuals, but the main function of the song is to attract a mate. Um, reborn from the ground, uh, cicadas have come to represent resurrection and immortality in many cultures. Um, in Greece, they were kept as pets for musicians. Interesting. And they're eaten fried in Asia, Africa, Australia, and Native American cultures. And they taste like popcorn, like asparagus tasting popcorn. They're, they're surprisingly meaty. So, you know, you can eat those puppies. <laughs> I'm over here shaking my head. I don't think so, Bucko. You get those saliva juices rolling, did they? <laughs> I'll tell you. If you've ever watched the movie uh, Quigley Down Under, they're, they're rescued by the Aborigines who offer them these big grubs to eat because they're, of course, they need the food, right? And they both look at it like, oh, baby. <laughs> I'm thinking, yeah, right. A little uh, less than what the gold miners would call a grub steak. Yeah, and the uh, Hildago, they, they're they eating the locust in there. Right. <laughs> the guy says, well, it tastes pretty good once you get past the head. <laughs> <laughs> once you get past the barbs. <laughs> God. So here's one of these questions. And by the way, the phone lines are open, 1-800-336-2225. Those that call in will get a free Wisdom Toning Series meditation CDs. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts, helping humanity wake up one show at a time. So what happens to unloved and mistreated animals after they die? Well, you know what? It's kind of interesting because what happens to animals and what happens to people isn't much difference. The truth of it is, is what happens to animals and people is pretty similar. And when they're unloved and mistreated, you have to work with their soul on the other side to help them to heal, just like you do with people. You know, we we want to keep separating animals and people but really there isn't a difference and it's like you think you know people think well you know we we go up to heaven but where do animals go well you know we go up to the ethereal plane and animals go up to the ethereal plane just as well and they have similar experiences to people you know it's interesting on the ethereal plane Ethereal beings do not hold animals as lesser than them as we do on earth. So I think that's just something we need to... Well, that's sure true. It is true. Yep. There's just, there isn't, well, we're humans and we dominate. There is, we're all beings of God and we cooperate. It's a huge, huge difference. So, you know, sometimes when you ask these questions, well, who feeds the animals? You know, you're kind of assuming once again that animals can't get along without uh, human beings, and it isn't really true. Okay, let's go to the phone lines. We have Sandra from San Jacinto, California. Yes, uh, welcome ma'am. to master. Hi, welcome to Mastering Ourselves. Well, thank you. What's, I'm glad what, I was able to your... get a call in. Yeah, thanks for calling. What is your question? Um. I was just wondering um, if you could pick up on um, when my next geographical move would be. Okay. Um, 
how's your life situation? Well, I've got a lot of frustration right now. See, I pick up anger and upset, impatience. Things should be this way. Things should be happening this way. And that's all around you. You notice that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, big time. It has to do with my, I just having, uh, everything has just been a slow boat to China with my computer and the software and, um, I have customers and, and there's a glitch in the system and waiting on this one and it's just been very frustrating. So you're right about that. Okay, I really understand that. There's, there's a richness that those that are well on a spiritual path find. And it's a good, strong, centered core self. It's like you're actually in touch with your God core self. Mm-hmm. And, and you're letting the world and the fret and fears of the world strangle you out, of, out away from your core self. And your answer at this time that brings the rest of the answers is... You need to have that sanctuary and visit that sanctuary every day where you know all is well, you know that you're loved, you know everything's okay, and you're not behind, and uh, you're actually removed from the illusion of all this earth suffering and strain and struggle. Mm -hmm. And you find that by going into your core self. I think some people call it the ivory towers. That's the words that keep coming to my mind. But it's your, it's your God self. It's like the sanctuary within you. So meditation gets you there, sitting still, rocking, nice music, centering, uh, doing things that are just very soothing and friendly or comforting to yourself. And sometimes we call this taking a, a daily vacation. It could be a half hour, 20 minutes, or a couple of uh, 10, 15, 20 minute times where you just Cut out from all the rest of the stuff that strangles, it seems like it strangles us, and, and just be free and, and uh, surrendered, where you're so surrendered that your chattery mind and your worried uh, situations are not crowding in, and you simply are taking a lovely, refreshing, replenishing uh, uh, vacation. So we, we suggest to you, to do there. Now, if you can find that vacation well enough, Sandra, then a vacation by moving or different circumstances outside of you will begin to reflect what you have anchored in reality inside of you. And there's your path to getting to the next step. Uh, I mean, God bless you. You're doing the work. You're struggling. But that's only half of it. To have the faith and the trust that all is well starts bringing that vibration and that reality to you in all the outer circumstances. Do you have what I'm telling you? Yes, that is very precious and it's absolutely very true. Something I really understand and I need to just focus uh, again on on exactly how you um, portrayed what I, I need to do. And I, I really it. appreciate um, your answers, and I'm thankful for your spiritual walk. I'm always thankful for people that are doing their spiritual homework. 
Yeah, you know, it's all in that. You know, nobody's born with a silver spoon spiritually. You got to do the work. And, yeah, uh, I agree. So, you know, music might help. Music might be one of your easier ways to just catch on to a new frequency and then let that help you go into. Yes, that's something ah. I've been trying to do, fall asleep. I did get a little tape recorder for taste, but if this is a CD you're sending, I'll just pick up a CD player. That's no problem. That should, it should be very helpful. It has very high levels of light and enlightenment that it helps. It has really good wisdom oh, and it has some wait. nice, uh, it has some nice music into it too. So God bless you, sweetheart. Uh, keep it going and learn to have vacation every day. Thank Enjoy you. the CDs. <laughs> Enjoy the CD. Thank you, Sandra. God bless you too. I hope she really uh, loves loves it. It should help her quite a bit. I, I, I think she uh, is going to do something here. Yep. And anybody else who wants to call in, the phone lines are open this hour. Next, one eight hundred three three six two 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 five. We're giving away free, wonderful Wisdom Toning Series CDs. You can check them out at our website, uh, uh, MasteringOurselves.com. So I wanted to go back to this question, too. What happens to unloved and mistreated animals? And I wanted to comment on that. I imagine many people that read CNN read the other day that some actor blew a jealous rage and just destroyed a cat in jealous rage. Did you see that? No. Oh, geez. Just You know, some things I just don't look at. Yeah, I understand. I understand. Yeah, there were some other ones I wasn't up for. But the point I want to make is the guy who blew a rage on that cat has not fared his future well. He has said this. He he just co-created this. It doesn't what matter what the excuse is. Nope. It doesn't matter what the excuse is. He has created for himself. You know, you can't say, well, it's just a cat. Who cares? doesn't work that way. A cat and all other beings are creatures of God's creation. And we are meant to respect and treat properly all of God's creation. And when we mistreat an animal, we have uh, developed for ourselves a future where we're going to get mistreated so we learn what that feels like. For for instance, along this line, let's say if uh, you have plants or animals that you know you eat, and of course you're going to be eating some of that, uh, you uh, cultivate that and, and kill them uh, humanely. That's right. Now, as far as that cat that got beat up the other day uh, and killed by this actor, I don't know what that cat did in some past time, but that cat drew that experience to itself because it had lessons. Now, again... That doesn't mean that the guy that did it gets away with it because he's, well, he had the karma for it. I was just taking care of the karma. Doesn't work that big, way. Big fella. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't work that way. My, my hero. The animals, they have their karma coming to them, and the people who mistreat them will then have their karma coming to them. It works both ways. And up in the ethereal plane... There is what's called the karmic board. And what does the karmic board do? Well, it's not what they paddle you with. <laughs> <laughs> it's sort of like a paddle. 
The karmic board looks over all contracts, animals, humans alike, maybe plants for all I know. Before they're born onto earth, they look at the contract that they have written up and they say, well, you have uh, done too rigorous and we don't think you've been fair with yourself like you're being too hard on yourself or you're being too easy on yourself or it looks to me like you did a pretty good job here. You know, whatever direction it is, the karmic board overlooks every single contract before they come to earth to see if they've done fair with their karma, positive and negative. You know, we have some rose bushes that we have been very fond of. I haven't told Charmé the second part, but we have one that stopped growing thorns because we love it so much. But the next part, Charmé, is we have another one starting to do that. <laughs> yes, so what we do so is... So there's consciousness there. Yeah, We're making a choice well, that we, we don't need thorns. Yep, we go up to the bush uh, periodically and just go, Oh my God, you are so pretty. And never cut the flower off and bring them in. We leave them there, which is probably why they feel safe. Perhaps, yes. Yeah. And thank you. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts helping humanity wake up one show at a time. And we're back. And uh, we are taking calls today. We're uh, The phone lines will be open for both hours. And uh, we're talking about animals from two different directions today. One is uh, the direction of the uniqueness of different animals, and the other is what happens when animals die. If you want to call in, 1-800-336-2225. We're giving out free meditation CDs, and also we would love to hear from you. Uh, let us know your thoughts on the show and any questions you may like to hear answered on the show. We're at ambers at masteringourselves.com. So the next one is cows. And this comes out of what book? The Book of Animal Ignorance. Everything you think you know is wrong. Did you know that most domesticated cows, or many of them, are fed magnets? Magnets. And they're fed that to cope with hardware disease, which is uh, is damage caused by bits of wire, staples, and nails that they regularly swallow haphazardly. The magnet sits in the first part of the stomach and uh, lasts the cow's lifetime. So it just draws all those things instead of it going through the cow and cutting the cow. I'll up. be darned. Isn't that something? Yeah. The word cattle originated originally meant property, and you know, like the uh, Muslims, their uh, uh, herds, their houses, their children, and their wives are called chattel. I think it comes from the same word. <laughs> Poor wives, huh? You know. <clears throat> the cat, the cattle, the cows was large, ate grass, tasted delicious. You could say the same about bears, hippos, and rhinos. Large, ate grass. Tasted delicious, but wild oxen herded together rather than ran away or attacked when threatened. So the oxen didn't work, I guess. <laughs> Anyhow, this is some interesting, um, uh, interesting information here. Bears and hippos don't take orders. So, you know, you get a real problem with those guys. Uh, they're good. They're like machines converting rough grass to high-protein food and drink. They have a, you know, extraordinary long process in four stomachs that convert that. Uh, cows have gas. Um, 
are not destroying the world. Jesus, I'm trying to understand this. Uh, cow's gas is not destroying the world. Unfortunately, cow burps are. The average cow burps 600 pints of methane a day, and this is responsible for 4% of the worldwide greenhouse gas emissions and a third of that in the UK. Livestock farming in general creates 18% of all man-made greenhouse gases, more than all the cars and other forms of transportation on earth. Cows produce one pound of methane for every two pounds of meat they yield. Now, those global warming extremists, you know, if the animals do more than all the cars and transportation, uh, why are they going after the oil industry? Why aren't they uh, culling the elephants, the water buffaloes, the cattle, the wildebeest, etc.? You know, this is like a, a weird thing. Yes, I understand what you're saying. Like there's animals that would uh, be better. Well, well, they're causing more of the greenhouse gases yes. that they're making so much of this issue about. Yes. You know, the sun's not causing the problem, according to them. Right. The, the oven of our solar system. Right. Except for we just watched a movie the other day about the sun, and the sun is causing the problem. Well, sure. You know, when the, when the sun uh, it has more events, the earth gets hotter. When yeah, it has less it events. it correlates really pretty perfectly. It, it does, precisely. Yeah. So next hour, we're going to do more of these amazing uh, animal stories and more on where animals go when they die. And also, hopefully, we'll get to this uh, Elizabeth Kubler-Ross piece about what happens at your death review after you've died. We appreciate you joining us today, and we hope you stay with us next hour. Now, come on. You can do it. Stretch into the greater you.